Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Back here on Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two. Dan Schreiber, George Kurtz, where else can you get the best fantasy advice in the industry and discussions about sleepovers? I mean, come on. This is the show for you, the whole owner in fantasy sports, not just the fantasy sports. We, we talk to the whole person here uh, on Fantasy Sports Day, the Saturday morning edition. Uh, George will roll on. As we break down game by game, trying to find uh, the right spots for upside, right spots for value when it comes to DFS. Uh, You will also see that there are five games on the uh, 4 p.m. hour on the East Coast, obviously, uh, the late games. Uh, This opens up an interesting DFS question. There are some uh, bigger tournaments available. Don't don't forget the keys. What, What keys am I forgetting? The keys to the sleepover. <laughs> well, all right. Well then, Sean. Sean, uh, let's uh, talk Bengals Chargers. I do want to point out there are some big tournaments uh, on FanDuel and DraftKings for the four o'clock. Typically there are, uh, but usually there are two or three games. Here we have five, so a larger uh, player pool can get you a little differ- differentiation and uh, some interesting games to break down here. I made mention of uh, the Chargers. They're nine and three on the year, four and two at home. They are. Currently sitting as how big a favorite? I saw minus 14. They are at minus 14 still. This is a huge spread. 31.25 implied total for uh, LA. 17.25 for the Bengals. uh, 48.5 over under here, George. This seems like uh, all the makings of a blowout. Obviously, that's what Vegas sees. How do you see this one breaking down? What pieces uh, do you like the best? And are there any Bengals pieces that you think offensively can help somebody out here in week 14? You know, it's funny. You uh, talked earlier in the show about the Chargers. How about, uh, I mean, maybe they're not getting uh, enough love, you know, for the season they're having here. I think the reason is this: we're so we're used to them having good seasons, but they always find a way to lose, right? Usually, it's the kicker. You know, they they have really no no kick luck whatsoever. This year, yeah, Badgley's been pretty solid there uh, since he's come on board there. So things are going well. They traveled to Pittsburgh on Sunday night, got down early, came back and won the game. That was impressive. That was very impressive there. Uh, so I think uh, good for the Chargers. The 14-point spread's a little strange for me. I know they're a much better team than the Bengals, but they don't have a home field. You know, whenever the Chargers play at home, usually it's for the other team's benefit. Those uh, fans tend to travel. I don't know if Bengal fans come to this game. But, uh, yeah, I said I don't see the, the home field. I, I want to take the 14 points. I really do here, but I don't know if I trust Jeff, uh, Jeff Driscoll. You know, they lost A.J. Green, another team that I uh, would worry are they packing it in? You know, do they have any fight left in them here? I'm not sure. Not so sure. Not so sure. So uh, we'll see. Uh, as since Cincinnati, Study Mixon, you know, very good running back. It's after that it gets more interesting. Uh, Tyler Boyd, probably. You know, I could see him going down to a wide receiver three. 
uh, but I could see you starting him there. Uh, Ross. Now, Ross had touchdowns earlier when Green was out, but that was an Andy Dalton at quarterback, not Driscoll. You know, so uh, I think we have to be close. Uh, you have to really consider that, that you may not get that kind of production from Ross, but you'll need that to have a good fantasy day. As for the Chargers, uh, we know Gordon's out, and anybody who thought Gordon was going to play this week was kidding themselves. All right? Even if he was healthy or close to healthy, why would they play him this week when they can beat uh, they can beat the Bengals without him, and then they play with Chiefs on a short week on Thursday for what essentially is the AFC West crown, or for them to have any chance of winning the AFC West. So they're, right. they're saving Gordon for that game here. So Eakler, Jackson. Eakler's going to start. Jackson's coming off the bench. They've already announced that. Jackson looked better on uh, last week. And you heard, um, I almost said San Diego, almost said it, but I didn't. You heard they were trying to say that they, they're wondering if maybe, maybe Eakler's wearing down a little bit. You know, and I wonder if that means that, okay, Eagle starts because he's been there all year. He deserves to start. But Jackson comes in earlier than expected here. So I think Jackson could be a sneaky flex play here. I actually like him more than Eakler uh, as far as where you have to put him. Eakler's a running back, too. I like the flex play of uh, Jackson this week. I think he'll be a solid player as well, especially if things get out of hand in the second half and all they're doing is running the ball. Once again, wanting to get out of Dodge so they can get ready for that Chiefs game. So these yeah, are it's a great I wonder about. It's a great point with the Thursday night game, and it— schedule comes out way in advance and I know they can flex the Sunday games and move things around but it feels like this being a Thursday night game is great for us to watch but is a disservice to these two teams um, obviously they're both on the short week so it's not like one gets an advantage like what we saw the other uh, other week that you pointed out of somebody having a bye and then somebody else playing on a short week on a Thursday night um, but I wish this was just a Sunday night game. Give them a full week of preparation, full week of getting healthy. Um, hope everybody is healthy heading into this one. That should be a really solid matchup. And potentially, again, uh, could be one where they're tied and playing, as George said, for uh, the uh, West there. I, I agree with you also that you're going to have a certain mentality here if they get up big early to just get out, like just get out and get done with this game. Um, and I do think Jackson is a, a really, really intriguing thought process here uh, because of that moving forward. So only eight rushes last week, but 63 yards. Uh, did well the week before as well. Did have one target uh, receiving. Uh, picked up 19 yards on that target. So uh, can see that as a, a very viable punt uh, in DFS at 3,800 uh, in a game where if Eckler's not getting done or if they even want to make sure he's healthy heading into the Thursday night game, they just ride Jackson uh, through the third and fourth quarter, which could give you some some big, big upside here in this matchup and uh, give you some upside from a, a DFS perspective as well. Uh, let's... Uh, any interest in, you said, you're, you're staying away from the minus 14, right? You'd like to take it, but just don't see it as viable? I mean, I, I do expect the Chargers to win this game fairly easily, but 14, that's a big spread delay. I mean, I said, I do think in the second half, because of the Thursday night game, I think that's going to run, run, run. You know, if they're winning by 11, that's good enough. You know, they're not looking to run up a score here because they don't want to get anybody hurt. They want everyone to be, as I guess, as fresh as possible for that game Thursday. The Chargers have to be looking ahead to that game. There's no way you can tell me they're not. Yep, I I think you're right, but I do think that being 14 is too big for me. It's too big a number just because of the things you point out. Give me you know third quarter Driscoll, 
a, a scramble for a touchdown or you know a deep throw to a Ross that just cuts into that 14 uh, point lead, I, I I would stay away. It's just not something I bet on the other side though either. It's not like I'm looking to take the Bengals uh, with this bad offense. Uh, though Mixon should have, as you pointed out, a very good game here uh, as we uh, see, uh, you know, the Chargers defense getting healthy, getting better, uh, but still struggled a bit against the run on the year. Uh, let's continue on as we break down game by game. Don't forget, we are opening up the phone lines next segment. That's 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Next game up as we continue through the 4 p.m.s here is Broncos and 49ers. All the George Kittle. All of it. All of the George Kittle in this matchup. Uh, I know that the 49ers are a terrible football team, but Kittle is is the main man there uh, for San Francisco. Um, Philip Lindsay on the other side has been amazing to watch and has a great head of hair, but um, has been amazing to watch. Undrafted free agent, gets to play for his hometown team, still living in his parents' basement which is awesome because he's saving all the money that he's being paid this year. Um, I'm pretty sure they signed him. I th- we talked about this two weeks ago or last week that they signed him to like a, a $15,000 guaranteed contract. He was um, He's made more than that, obviously, because he's been playing each week. But the contract he signed over the summer was 15000 guaranteed. So a very good signing there uh, by the uh, Broncos. They've struggled at quarterback, but they've gotten it right uh, in the backfield, at least this season with Lindsey. How do you see this one breaking down? You, we we talked about Manny Sanders injuries, so Cortland Sutton's going to be Cortland Sutton is going to be very popular when it comes to daily fantasy, and I'm sure on the waiver wire heading into Week 14. Uh, what do you see in this contest, and how do you see it breaking down? Well, once again, the Broncos are still involved in the playoff hunt here. You know, so they're, they're even without the loss. They you know, they lost Sanders, they lost Huberman now. Uh, Trades Marius Thomas. I mean, wow. Uh, maybe you, know, yeah, you would wonder right now if they wish they had Thomas back. You know, really, now that things have worked out where they might be able to fight, uh, might be able to get to the playoffs here, sneak in as a sixth seed, that last wild card, and they might be able to do it. You know, you look at the Broncos' uh, schedule here, you know, obviously you got San Fran. Even with the injuries, I think we all expect this to be a victory for Denver. You know, better defense, uh, better quarterback, everything is really pointing uh, towards Denver winning this game. You know, and then, okay, you get Cleveland. All right, that's more of a shootout. Uh, that game could be, oh, you don't get, I'm sorry, looking at the, no, we get the right schedule, yeah. You get Cleveland, but then you finish, You got Oakland, right? That's going to be a win as well. And you play with Chargers last week of the season, but, you know, that's the Chargers may not have anything to play for then. Might not have a damn thing to play for then, so that could be good as well. So I'm liking what I see here as far as uh, Denver's concerned here. I think it's going to be a heavy Lindsay game, and Freeman for that matter as well, because of the lack of receivers, right? When you lose all these guys, I mean, Colin Sutton asking to be a number one right now, seeing a lot of Richard Sherman, that's going to be tough. That's going to be really tough here. The short Hamilton is sort of a uh, dartboard throw. You know, he, he actually played more snaps than Sutton last week. Something to keep an eye on. But now he's going to be relied on more. So I think it's going to be tough to throw the ball with any kind of consistency, even against a San Fran secondary that's average at best. Like I, said, I think this is a heavy, heavy Lindsey and Freeman game here. This is how they want to win this game. Sherman's been great this year. Uh, well, he's been very good. Um, Richard Sherman uh, didn't see it coming, coming off that injury. Uh, aging cornerback uh, has seen the, the days of uh, his glory uh, with Seattle gone by, but he's been a really solid. I have to look at the actual metrics, but I know uh, gone a bit under the radar with his coverage and uh, could be a tough matchup here for uh, the Denver wideouts, uh, though he is uh, discussing retirement and moving to safety in the not too distant future just to sort of get a couple more years under his belt and, and stay a little healthier. 
than he has on the outside. I, I, I said it at the top. George Kittle's really the p- piece most of all from this game that I'm going to be on. Uh, I think that it's just too good a spot. 5,500 is a tad expensive, but you're seeing the target share uh, more than uh, pay off for it. So over the past four, let's say five games, he's had eight, four, and that four was four for four for 108 yards and a TD. Uh, Ten targets, nine receptions back uh, week 10 against the Giants. 13 targets, six receptions, and six uh, receptions on nine targets last week. Uh, Not a ton of touchdowns. We know that's going to be a problem here. The 49ers aren't scoring them, but just the floor of the target share that he's seeing in this offense makes him more than a viable option and, and somebody that you should at least have. Again, try to whittle down your player pool. There's a lot of games this week. There's a lot to figure out with the buys over. It's sort of back to week one and week two, but with all these injuries and unknowns. Right, So you start the year with um, the proven players. Maybe you have some timeshare running backs that you're trying to figure out, but you have everybody, for the most part, healthy. Here you're dealing with not only a ton of games, but also lots of moving pieces when it comes to targets and touches and game time and snaps. Uh, You're seeing teams that are out of it. I don't want to say tanking, but giving up. So there's a lot more. So try to whittle down that player pool as best you can. Get rid of players you don't want. Get rid of players that you don't think are viable to really narrow down who you're looking at, who you want in your lineup, what their price tags are, uh, so you can make uh, more optimal lineups uh, as you're constructing them, whether by hand or using uh, uh, an optimizer or, or whatever it might be like they have uh, over there on dailyroto.com uh, with uh, Mike and Drew and the team. Uh, their optimizer will, will do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. But again, you want to get rid of the, the extra noise, get rid of the players that maybe you don't want uh, take, take a stand on some guys and, and lock them in and, and build around that. Uh, when it comes to this week's big tournaments uh, over on DK and FanDuel and the other sites that uh, you may be playing uh, the fantasy drafts and draft boards of the world uh, that are out there uh, to play some DFS on. Let's uh, continue on here. Again, next segment, we will open up the phones, 844-843-6879. We have Eagles and Cowboys. The Cowboys sit 7-5. The Eagles at 6-6. The NFC East is on the line. You know, this is where uh, we will figure out who takes this division. Uh, Cowboys, a little bit of a surprise here at 7-5 with some struggles they've had. They do have finally a, a, a plus differential in points for and points against at plus 24, uh, which is the lowest of any of the division leaders. So not that that stat really matters in any grand scheme, but crazy to see that every other team in the division has a negative differential. Uh, the Cowboys with the one team with the positive differential are at 7-5. Eagles 6-6, six and six, and this is a team that obviously coming off their Super Bowl win last year, trying to get back to the playoffs, trying to find some of that magic they had last year, still trying to figure out how Golden Tate fits in. This is your Cowboys, your division here, George. How do you see this one shaking out, and uh, where do you see the positive fantasy impact from this contest? You know, this is going to be uh, this is this is the Eagles Super Bowl. You know, and, uh, because when you look at it, I mean, even if they win this game, I don't see how they're going to make the playoffs. Their schedule is brutal. I mean, uh, they, they play Dallas this week, then they're at the Rams, then they play Houston. All right, uh, if, you have, if you beat Dallas, you're not beating the Rams. That's not happening. Houston, there's a chance that game doesn't mean much for them, but it probably will. So that'd be a rough game to win, too. They do get Washington last game of the season, which is now a gimme thanks to all the injuries. Uh, so this this is, is their Super Bowl. So if they can't win this, they, they're done. Yeah, I think what the odds tell you, that if Dallas wins this game, they're 97% to win the division. All right, so that's, that's a crazy amount there. Most of these stats will point towards Dallas. Eagles are banged up. 
you know, Dallas uh, will, uh, is almost completely healthy, or at least as healthy as they're going to be. Uh, my wonder about this game is this. I think I said it earlier in the show. We know Phil that he's banged up in the secondary. So game plan-wise, you would think teams want to take advantage of it. Yet the Giants didn't two weeks ago. You know, Washington really couldn't last week. Will Dallas do it? Will Dallas have a, uh, more of a, a pass-heavy game plan because that's how you beat Philadelphia right now? Or are they going to stick with their speed of success, which is really run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott, kill the clock, play great defense? You know, so it's uh, be interesting to see what they do here. So I think Dallas is going to go with the, uh, the run game. I don't think they're going to throw the ball that much. That's why starting Gallup, you know, I think a different coaching staff might be a little differently, but I can't start Gallup for, for that reason here. I think Cooper could uh, he'll have some plays. Gallup will get some throws, and if he gets those deep throws, which Dak seems to be missing a lot this season, things could be different here, but I don't expect it to be. Starting Elliott, starting Cooper, I got a lot of questions about Dak, and because of what I just told you, no, I'm not starting Dak. Can't do it. He doesn't make my top 12. As far as Philadelphia, Wentz is another guy. He'd be a risky top start here. It depends on who else you have there. I haven't gotten as many questions about him this week because I think a lot of people are sitting him automatically into seeing what Dallas did to Wentz. You're starting Ertz. After that, it becomes a big gamble. Do I want to start Tate? Well, he was more involved last week, so probably yes, and he's had big games against Dallas in the past, but that's it. That's all I'm starting there. As for the running backs, you're starting Adams, but I don't expect big things here at all. Darren Sproles in the PPR league could be a sneaky play if Philadelphia's trailing, but I'm not big on him either. No more than a flex. On the other side of this break, we open up the phones, 844-843-6879. I'll point out Dallas has uh, been very good against number one and number two wide receivers on the year, according to DVOA over there on Football Outsiders. Something to consider when considering the Eagles offense. Back with more Dan and George, Fantasy Sports Day on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Picture it. It's a house party sometime in the late 90s. George Kurtz in the middle of the room doing the Macarena. I know it happens. I know it happens. Is there anybody out there who really thinks <laughs> I know how to do the Macarena? Anyone really? Oh, I, come on. I, listen, listen, George. I would pay money to see you do this dance. Like, I would pay whole hard cash. Unless you're paying it to you. me, it's not happening. I would well, pay no, 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 no. I paid. <laughs> Yeah, I, we might need to come up with a, a, a kitty for this. We might need to have a donation jar for uh, the Macarena, and we'll throw in the Cotton Eye Joe. Those are the two, the two line dances I need to see happen at some sort of function uh, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, let's continue on, and the phones are open. Anyone who wants to call in, don't forget, phone number 844-843-6879. You can share your uh, favorite Macarena story uh, or line dancing story before you uh, ask for some fantasy advice. From the great George Kurtz. Uh, let's continue as we break so down fantasy dance advice. I mean, come on. You like the 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 
There's so many great line dances out there, George. You got uh, the the electric slide, right? I mean, everyone, you've done that before. I am sure I've tried it at weddings, but I, yeah, I, know I was going to say. I, I've always been athletic all my life. I mean, I played multiple hockey leagues, still do referee. Uh, no problem making those moves, but man, get me with uh, music and feet and dancing. It just doesn't happen, man. I can't do it. I don't know why. It's actually annoyed me throughout my life. Like I said I was, I'm, was, am a good athlete. But I can't dance this. I mean, really, I break your toes. My wife wants to know. My wife <laughs> wants to be anywhere near her for afraid of what, of what might happen. It's just a, it just doesn't happen. It's just I'm not very good. I don't drink either. Maybe that's it. Need to loosen up a little bit. So maybe a little alcohol that, would have helped me there. That does usually make people think they can dance, but not that they <laughs> actually can. Um, I, think, I think that's much more the case. I'll, I'll be honest. I did not. Uh, I was not a good dancer until I finally stopped caring about being a good dancer and then just sort of had fun on the dance floor. And it, I, I've become a decent one. But it is funny. You got to have a growth mindset, George. You can't say I'm not a good dancer. You can be. A good, you just got to learn. Get out there. If that's something you want to do, if you have an inner, you know, uh, uh, inner tangoer or inner uh, ballerina or an inner uh, hip-hop dancer. You gotta let that guy out. Let him, let him tap now, that foot. Dan, <laughs> if I did have an inner ballerina, do you think I'm about to admit this on the radio? <laughs> I hope so. Um, who, oh, what's the uh, major league pitcher who is uh, from a ballet family? Oh, it's one of my favorite stories. Uh, I'm oh, gonna have no to find idea. that as we talk about football, but... Um, Somebody out there um, came from a family, didn't expect to be a major league pitcher. Oh, Daniel uh, Mengden from the Oakland Athletics. His family is full of ballet dancers. Um, And he, growing up, expected to be in the ballet and then started playing baseball. And his family was like, well, good for you. Go do that. You're the outlier. You're the you're the blacks, you know, the 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 ugly duckling of our team because you're going to go play Major League Baseball instead of the ballet. But uh, it's a fun story. You should check it out uh, when you have a chance. Do want to uh, continue and talk about football. We can get off uh, talking about uh, dancing and baseball uh, as we need to close out the 4 p.m.'s. We have two more left. Phones are open as well, and then we'll talk about the the two uh, primetime games for the week uh, in brief as we close up the show heading to the 10 o'clock hour. Steelers-Raiders. Steelers, uh, last I saw, minus 10 uh, on this game. Uh, Oakland, a bad, bad football team, but... This is uh, the Steelers making their way out west. Uh, at the top here, George, any concern? Roethlisberger outside of Pittsburgh on the road to the west coast. Uh, any concern at the top here with Ben? His road has been okay this year. Yeah, he's throwing more interceptions than he should, but his numbers has been fine. You're starting him. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, he's starting Tony Brown. He's starting Smith-Schuster. The running, uh, the tight ends. Uh, not a big McDonald guy, but once again, you know, he may not have any choice here. It called running backs. All right, uh, Jalen Samuels. Uh, first of all, I don't want to hear about the bitching from people that he has tight end eligibility. Such is life. Live with it. All right, if he does, yep. he does, he does, and he doesn't. Uh, really, it I doesn't bother me one little bit. Should he? Probably not. You know, he was drafted as a running back, has only played running back. You know, Steelers aren't certainly going to use him at tight end, but if he has it, he has it. You know, I, I don't understand how people get into an uproar about this. All right, so as for uh, Samuels, yeah, Connor's not going to play. I think Connor's out multiple weeks, by the way. Them saying he's week to week, I think, I don't know if we'll see him again in the regular season. Uh, so Samuels is the guy here. That being said, he, you know, he doesn't have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of touches, running touch, rushings, rushes. 
in his career here. So I don't know how many rushes he's going to get tomorrow. I do think Stephen Ridley is going to play somewhat. Ridley came out and said, or was it Samuels that came out and said it, that one series will be him, the next series will be Ridley. Is that until they find out which one is doing a better job, which one gets into a rhythm here? So interesting there. Bottom line is Samuels is the guy I want. I think he's at the very least the goal line guy, bigger back. So uh, that's what I would expect there. So I'll start Samuels uh, running back two for me this week. And Ridley, Anderson, 10, 12 team leagues, probably not. Although I can see you, once again, desperation, throwing him in there, hoping that he ends up winning the timeshare here because he's having a good, good game. I think he is more of a traditional running back here. But this guy's been around a long time. All right, he hasn't done anything other than what one, one or two. He had one or two solid seasons, and that's it. So I don't know what you're expecting here with Ridley here, other than maybe you get lucky and he wins this job, which I don't expect to happen. As for Oakland, Martin's banged up, may or may not go. They probably can't run much in the second half anyway. Richard could make for an interesting PPR guy, just like he can every week. But when's he scoring a touchdown? So where's your upside here? Yeah. No, I, I, this is um, this is a game that I'm probably going to stay away from a large majority of DFS. I just think there are so many question marks and, and not necessary plays. Um, the uh, and the Raiders outside of a home always scare me. It's good to see Brown have such a bounce back last week, but nine K on DraftKings is going to be a problem. We're going to get to the phones now. Uh, three callers on the line, so thanks for holding on here. We're going to start in Philadelphia with none other than Kenny. Kenny. It is Dan. It is George. It's Saturday morning. You're on FNTSY. How the hell are you doing? Dan, Georgie, good morning, guys. Do the morning. Macarena, Dan. Come on, Kenny. No, hey, hey, Dan. Electric slide. Hey, Dan. Hey, Danny, let me give you yeah. some. Let me give you a heads up. Georgie yes, was one of the river. Georgie was one of the river dancers, man. Go back and check the tape, man. <laughs> yeah, that's He was me. on stage doing the river dance. You got him on tape. Go to YouTube and Google it. I'm telling you. It's it's uh, George George and Michael Flatley. I get it. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. My 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 daughter does Irish. My two daughters do Irish step dance. So that's right. The wheelhouse for me, Kenny. I appreciate that poll. That's a good one. Uh, what I am Irish. Week, week, that buddy? didn't happen. How about that? How about that? Travis Kelsey last week, man. Man, he won me. He won me some money last week, man. Hey, nobody was on him either. That was that was that was brilliant. So. Uh, it's 13 games this week, man. We got a smorgasbord of ways you can go. You can go high end running backs and low end receivers. There's a lot of value out out there, but uh, I'm, I'm going to concentrate on on, on guys like uh, Aaron Rodgers. He, uh, you know, he pretty much didn't like the coach, and he was a part of the fire. I don't care what anybody say, but this is the time where where he's supposed to step up here, and they're playing against the, the helpless Falcons defense. You know, I love saying that being a Saints fan, so they're playing against the helpless. <laughs> That helpless Falcons defense, so uh, you can go there and uh, stack up those games. And I, I do agree with you guys on the Pittsburgh-Oakland thing. You never know what's going to happen uh, going in that black hole. And uh, and uh, Pittsburgh may be concentrating on, on, on our playing New England next week, to be honest. So if they get up big or something like that, they might get their guys out of there. Same thing with, uh, with uh, the Chargers and the Cincinnati game. So. But if, you, if y'all didn't know, Cam's hurt. Cam Newton is hurt, so you got to load up that yep. Cleveland defense. Uh, CMC, you load load up with him. They're probably going to rely on him a lot more. Uh, my sneaky play though is going to be uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, and uh, and uh, Hopkins, especially if uh, if uh, if Ty doesn't play. I think that is, that uh, that increases their value. And you can play uh, the Patriots uh, players as well. You know they got that uh, that uh, cornerback that's down, so. I'm going to guess that he, he would have been Gordon, uh, Gordon and not Edelman because Edelman stays, you know, within the 10 to 20, 20 uh, yard area. So 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Those are some of the guys. You know, I love Zeke. We got to love Zeke this week. Uh, Kamara or Ingram? I, I, I don't know, man. Flip a coin between them two. But I think we are going to yeah. we are going to concentrate on the running game a little bit more. Guys like Philip Lindsay. I mean, I love Justin Jackson. I got to play him this season long. He got to be my RB two because of the uh, injuries and all that. So I, I, I definitely love him. And defenses: Chargers, uh, the Buffalo Bills, and. Uh, and the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah, the cheap tight end. Our guy, Chris Herndon. <laughs> we already know, guys. <laughs> I, I know you guys got called, so I'll let you guys get to that. All right, man, have a good weekend, y'all. Have a good one, Kenny. Appreciate it. Uh, Kenny's takes there, uh, always appreciated. And uh, by bringing up uh, Deshaun Watson, making me realize I skipped over that game before in the 1 p.m. So we'll have to touch on that uh, before we close out the show. Uh, actually, a, a big one for the Colts as they try to make their push towards the playoffs as well. Continue on here on the phones. Thanks for hanging on. Jason from Wisconsin, how you doing this morning? You there, Jason? Now we may have hit a, a bad sell spot there with Jason. So, Jason, if you're listening, uh, please call back. Uh, happy to get you on the phone before this segment ends. Uh, but we move on to uh, a Rocky Mountain hide. Tom from Denver. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing well. Really enjoying listening to your show out here in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, so I got uh, PPR, need two out of three, Spencer Ware, uh, Justin Jackson and Cortland Sutton. George, ooh, got a lot of wear questions this week, uh, and Jackson for that matter. People are worried about Jackson because they want to know if he's going to have that bigger role, which I really think he should. And we talked about it earlier. I think the Chargers want to get out of this game, get a win, and go on to Canada, uh, to play Kansas City on that Thursday night game. So I think in the second half, once this game starts to get out of hand, they're going to run the ball. Uh, I'm going with Warren Jackson. I'm just going with the safer plays here. Sutton is interesting for me. You know, a little higher upside here, but he's also the number one now. He's going to see a lot of Richard Sherman, a lot of focus on the defensive coverage there. And I think Denver's going almost the same way here. They're going to want to win this game with the run game, not put the ball in the air unless they have to here to beat San Fran. So although I think Sutton might have a higher upside than someone like Jackson, I'm going with the safer plays here and Ware and Jackson. And, uh, so uh, is Cam a no-brainer over Josh Allen? Yes, I don't yes, think I know Cam. Uh, you, uh, I think he is. That's tough. Go ahead, Josh. I, Go listen, ahead. I know uh, uh, Kenny just said that Cam's hurt, and he is. There's something wrong with that shoulder. But he still had a good fantasy day last week. Threw, still threw for two, uh, 285 and what two touchdowns, and that was in an off game. Uh, yeah, I know he threw four interceptions. I get it. He had some arm strength issues here. But Josh Allen, I mean, you're taking a major gamble here. Yes, he ran for, what, 3,000 yards last week, and he looked great doing it. <laughs> and uh, But where's the upside here? I mean, you need him to do that again. Right? You need him to do that again. You know, Maybe Charles Blake uh, drops another touchdown. I, have, I do have some worries about Cam. I do, but I'm not sitting in for Josh, for Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, okay, I, I guys, think- thanks. I re- no, go ahead. I appreciate the call, Tom, and uh, call back in next week. Let us know how uh, this week worked out for you. But I, I hear you, and I think you're right. In the end, I play Cam. I just have that sort of gut feeling of I think it's closer than we'd want it to be. I think it's a closer because of the injury, because of the matchup Allen has, that I think there's some upside here that could bring them closer together and, and be almost even when all is said and done. But you're right, George, that you need you need the running, but that's the same with Cam most often. You need at least 40 yards from him on the ground to, to give you uh, that uh, that floor. We do have another caller, so let's get back to the phones. Rick from Florida, you're on with Dan and George. Fantasy Sports Today, how you doing this morning? Dan, George, well, uh, got a 
a little bit of a dilemma. I can't get myself out from thinking about it. But here's our situation. 14-team PPR playoff game, obviously. We're holding on to Gore. I don't know if, I don't know for what. Out there is Ridley. Um, kind of uh, want to go get Ridley and drop Gore. And then I have a second question for you after that. What do you think I should do with yeah. that? Yeah, I'm good with that. And we just talked about Ridley. I think uh, if you believe what Samuel said, that they uh, Samuel's going to get the first series, then Ridley's going to get the second series, that seems to me that Tomlin's going to say, okay, we're going to let you guys fight it out to see who gets the starting job here. We're not just handing, handling it to Samuel's. I do think it's going to be Samuel's, but I don't think they're going to forget about Ridley. So I'm, And Gore is, is not giving you anything anyway. That's really why I like it here. There's no upside in Gore. There is some possible upside with Ridley. Not that I think it's going to happen, but the bottom line is this. I don't think you have anything to lose here, and there is a chance for a massive windfall here. I don't, Like I said, I don't think it'll happen, but there is a chance. Okay, then the second What's question second? is this. Yep. Okay, I have, I have a tight end. My tight end is Najuko, but I uh, went and picked up Lacoste just because Naguto Nagucho was um, the Joku. Uh, having he had a, he has an injury thing, but now that's been cleared. So I'm thinking about dropping Lacoste because he was just my uh, my insurance and picking up. Right now I have Denver as my defense. I'm thinking of picking up the Giants against Sanchez. What do you think? You know it's funny. Uh, I'm on board here. I have the Giants ranked as a much higher deal than everybody. I mean everybody else. I the, the Redskins have no offensive line. A sack should be coming here. It's Sanchez. He's been there for like three days. There's no way he knows that playbook and can throw the ball into the secondary. I know the Giants lost Landon Collins here. I'm on board here, but that being said, you know, Denver's a pretty damn good defense. They did lose Chris Harris. Uh, I mean, sacks are generally a point here. Von Miller, Bradley Chubb are piling him up. Oh, man. I am, on, I, I am on board here. I do like the Giants, but not over Denver. I can't do it over Denver. Okay, thanks, guys. You're great. Great show. Keep it up. Let's go. I appreciate it uh, there, Rick. Let's go back to Jason from Wisconsin, back on the phones. Uh, Dan and George, how you doing today? Gentlemen, uh, sorry about that. I hit a bad strip of road there and dropped your call. So uh, I got a question. I got the New England uh, defense currently, and I'm thinking about grabbing uh, the New Orleans defense instead because I'm thinking it's a revenge game in a sense, and, and, and uh, New Orleans is going to be pissed off and, and this, that, and the other, you know? What do you guys think? George, what do you got there? No, I'm going to stick with New England here against Miami. I think Miami makes some mistakes there. New Orleans, I mean, unless there's a driving rainstorm through the entire game where we know what turnovers are happening here, Tampa's going to score some points. You know, they're, they're going to, they'll put the ball in the air a lot. I think they will make some mistakes as well. But uh, I think I'll stick with New England against Miami. This is not a very good team there. Miami will certainly make their share here. I, I can't go New Orleans over New England, even though New Orleans is a better defense than New England, yes. But in this case, I'll stick with the Patriots for DSD. I think uh, okay. I'm with you there, George. I, that... I'm sorry. I got one more question here. Uh, uh, I appreciate it, Mr. Kurtz and Dan. Um, I had a question with all the uh, – I listen to you guys all day, all week, and it's a good time, every, all the personalities on the station. And uh, I, I think there's there some, some gentleman on the radio, uh, I think his name's Corey, uh, and, and he goes by – I think it's, I, I'm not sure exactly, but I think he goes by the name uh, The Fantasy Laxative. Or something like that. The, the fantasy executive. Oh, I thought it was a fantasy laxative. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that straight. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some play on words there that could probably become a cool promo, but no, it's the fantasy fantasy executive. Uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, and, uh, God bless you guys. Right, yeah, thanks, thanks so much for the call. <laughs> Appreciate the time here and have a good one. Um, that That's something. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, appreciate the calls this uh, segment. Appreciate the calls all year long. Keep them coming uh, each and every week. Uh, George, I think we have a new name for our show, Mr. Kurtz and Dan. I think that's a, a good name for our show in the future. Uh, plenty still to get to. A couple of games to touch off on. Mentioned that I missed the Colts game before against the Texans. We'll touch on that. We'll talk some CFS and wagering here in our final segment. Dan Stratford, George Kurtz. It's the Mr. Kurtz and Dan. Show. No, it's Fantasy Sports Today right here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Stay tuned for one more segment from us after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Hey George, this is one of one of my karaoke songs. Do you want to join me in, in breaking this down here, or do you want to? Yeah, I think you guys have heard me sing this before. That's why you said this, okay? Yeah, I know the words of a damn song. So do I. It's a great song. Come on. It is. This is a cheer for all the fellas. Try to do what those ladies tell us. Get yeah, yeah. Get shot down. You're overzealous. Play hard to get females. Get jealous. Thank you. Okay, good party. I go like to it. A party. Come on. That's a good move. one. Yeah. Oh, come on. You, 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 you See, this is where I don't believe you can't dance. I don't believe it. I, I think it's it's this, like, hidden joy you what, have. Because I know the words? Here. Yes. There's a groove there. There's a definite groove. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think I think you got it inside you. You just have to let it out, George. It's fine. It's a safe space here. This is a completely safe space, Fantasy Sports Radio, right? It's a welcoming <laughs> community of open-minded individuals who I, I I love everyone that listens. I love every single one of you. Let's uh, close out the show by talking about some of these final games. Uh, we do have Lions and Cardinals, but I do want to go back to the Colts Texans just having to scroll past it when uh, going through each game. Uh, this is an important one for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, obviously a team uh, that is trying to make a push for the playoffs. Many did not expect this. They're at 6-6. Six and six, uh, Minus 4.5 for the Texans. 50 over under. Uh, 27.25 implied total for Houston. 22.75 for Indianapolis. All things being equal, this would be a game where we talk to DeAndre Hopkins and Thomas and all the, the passing pieces, but the Colts defense has gotten better. How, how does this break down for you? I think it's a pretty important game to, to get right this week well i mean first indianapolis has to get over losing a game last week that they can't lose i mean you're battling for a playoff spot you can't lose that game in jacksonville and you know to a team that's been pretty pretty much deplorable all season long you know you let them take it to you on defense six nothing shutout here that can't happen that really can't happen uh now if you do win this game you can sort of say well that makes up for it you know, maybe we were, we should have beat uh, Jacksonville, but we weren't going to beat uh, Houston. We're one one. So okay, you can see it that way. If they can do that, you get Dallas next week. Then the Giants. You know, it's not going to be easy. But at least those two games are at home. Uh, then you finish up with Tennessee last game of the season. That's not a joy either. So I don't think Indianapolis is going to the playoffs. You know, I think I think this has already been a successful season for them. Luck is healthy. He's back to being a franchise quarterback. 
That's really three-quarters of the battle in the NFL. Once you have that, you can build around that. They fix the offensive line. Good for them. All right, as for this game, uh, you're starting luck. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, you have to watch him you know, and, and his uh, availability. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's probable, but it's, I guess it's more leaning towards that, but it's really questionable. It's like last second, you don't know. Getting mixed signals here. I think it's uh, some wishing here as well, which is always scary here. So watch out for uh, T.Y. Hilton. Make sure he's going to play in this game. Uh, if he plays, yeah, he starts. Uh, Eric Ebron starts. That's really all my – I'm done with my must-starts here. I'm not big on uh, Marlon Mack this week. Not against that defense. I think that's a very good rush defense there. Not high on him. He hasn't really done much of late here. I'd uh, like to pivot there if I can. Once again, you may not be able to do better. So Marlon Mack, I'm not liking. Are uh, you starting to show him watching? You're starting to uh, Lamar Miller. You're starting to Andrew Hopkins. Once again, it comes down to – Demarius Thomas. Up, down, up, down. Really more down than up. Although he caught a couple of touchdowns in one game. Uh, I, I was, I'm leaning no here. I'd rather not start him because if you don't get that touchdown, it's three catches, 27 yards. It seems like that's all you get. So you need, once again, that touchdown deodorant right now. He's not a major part of the offense. He's more of someone just taking away some coverage from DeAndre Hopkins. And the run game has taken off since uh, Thomas has shown up, which makes you wonder... Is that because of Thomas? Has he's already done his job? That defense now to focus more on him. All of a sudden, Lamar Miller has holes to run through, and he's running through them. So there's my issue there with that. I'd rather not start Thomas. The other guys are pretty much automatics. I think this is going to be a fun game. I do think your your analysis of the path to the playoffs for the Colts is right, and even further, the the fact that this season probably already is a success. I don't think you get any of them to admit that, but uh, coming into the year, this is not what anyone expected to see from the Colts, and uh, they're starting to piece things together. I don't know if Eric Ebron is part of their future, but he's certainly part of their near term. He's at 5,700 on DraftKings and uh, has... Uh, you know, he did have that minus nine rushing and a fumble loss last week, but still put up 16.2 DraftKings points with those negative points, uh, which is impressive. Uh, 10 receptions on 16 targets. It's just a great job. Uh, 81 yards, and it'll continue to be uh, a focal point. Tight end has some pieces this week from a DFS perspective. It's just what what uh, price points you really want to pay. Uh, George touched on McDonald and, and Juco before. Uh, Kronkowski we talked about. Ebron um, fits into that mold as well. A uh, final game we'll touch on, then we'll hit on some uh, DFS plays and some wagers from George uh, before we say so long for uh, week 14. Lions and Cardinals. A game largely off my radar from a watching standpoint. Uh, there are obvious fantasy pieces when you have David Johnson in the mix. What do you got? Is is there anybody in this game that you think is fantasy relevant for Week 14? <laughs> Not much. Not much at all. Hey, it's Carryon Johnson's out, so LeGarrette Blunt's going to start. Of course, he has value because, once again, starting running back, healthy, breathing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you will need him to fall into the end zone. It was, could very well happen, uh, so he could be a possibility. Stafford is certainly not and hasn't been for weeks. I would hope you already moved on there, but you want really nothing to do with uh, Stafford in this game. Galladay's a little banged up. Uh, I do think that he's going to go, but he's going to see a whole lot of Patrick Peterson, which means he's a no for me. You know, I'd rather pass on him this week. I would hope you can do, or at least have something that's a little bit better. He's got the quad. Once again, I think he's taking off the IR, uh, the injury report, so he's actually good to go, Galladay. But I don't like the matchup here at all. So it's really just, I mean, sad. Detroit Lions, the only player I want to start, or I'm thinking about starting, is LeGarrette Blount. That's it. Cardinals really aren't much better. You're starting David Johnson, no issues there. I don't know what happened last week, the Chase Edmonds thing. Why he vaulted two touchdowns. That weird to me as well. I, I didn't hear anything that J.B. Johnson had an injury. First thing I thought of, well, he must have had a Todd Gurley situation 
where Gurley got hurt early on, so that's why he didn't get the, a lot of the carries in that game versus the Chiefs. But we didn't hear anything. So I don't know where this came from. Is Edmonds now the goal line guy? I, mean, I certainly hope not if you're a David Johnson owner, but the situation is certainly worth watching. But he's still starting Johnson. Uh, that's it. You know, Christian Kirk is out. He's on IR. I'm not starting uh, Larry Fitzgerald in this game if I can help it. Uh, maybe you have to. You know, and I, he's not a terrible dartboard throw, but uh, at this point, just, it's just not working. It's not there. There's no upside. You need that touchdown. I don't know that touchdown's coming. So in this game, you said it. Not really a game you want to watch. All right, let's uh, go for the final 10 minutes or so. And don't forget, college football today coming up uh, at the top of the hour. Uh, you do have the Army-Navy game today, which is always a great uh, thing to behold when it comes to college football. Some pretty sick jerseys from Army uh, this year. Um, blackout jerseys with some red lighting, uh, writing on it, it looks like, at least on the helmet. So you should check those out. I know they're, uh, the pictures are circulating over on Twitter if you have time to check them out. Also check out that game. Should be a fun one. Uh, always is at least uh, competitive early and uh, Army's uh, fought back a little bit over the past couple of years to take some games from Navy. So been a, a good series uh, of late. Let's uh, talk some wagers first. Uh, what are your favorite? Where do you have money thus far and where do you think you'll maybe put some down tomorrow morning? Money, 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 money. Uh you know, and uh, we keep saying over and over again, make sure you shop different sites. You get different prices, and you might like what you see more. Uh, it's always something I tend to do. Uh, especially you mentioned Sunday mornings. Uh, that's generally when I look for it. Unless earlier in the week, I, I think a price, uh, you know, a line is way out of whack. Then that's something I might take advantage of there. You know, it's funny. You look at this. I don't see a lot that I like. I don't. Uh, it's mainly because, as we said earlier in the show, I worry about teams not showing up, guessing which team that might be. You know, well, one thing I like, I do like Buffalo minus four over the Jets. The Jets have banged up. They Sam Donald's on back, and I think there's going to be some turnovers here. I think Buffalo's just playing harder at this point. The Jets can keep saying that they uh, they like Todd Bowles and they're playing for him. Well, it doesn't look like it. That second half last, last week was pretty poor, to say the least here. So that's one thing I like there. I do like the uh, Jets in that game. Giants over Washington. I Washington's just beat up. I think the Giants are still playing. Giants are still trying. So uh, I, just, I just don't see how I don't see how Washington's scoring many points here. I'm tempted to take the under as well, under 41, but I'm not going to go. I'm not going to double dip in this game. So I'll take uh, the Giants there. Uh, I thought about Denver minus three and a half. You know, and I'm really that's, – that's a tomorrow morning game where you could certainly convince me of this. As much as I think the Chargers are going to blow out uh, Cincinnati, I'm not going to lay the 14 points. I can't do it. Not touching Detroit, Arizona. Even the, I think Cowboys cover the three here, but uh, as a Cowboy fan, I can't do it because I think I'd be jinxing myself. So it's just those two games for now, but I'm sure there'll be a third or a fourth and some props that I'll go with tomorrow morning. All right. Uh, I don't have anything as of yet. I honestly, uh, this week, uh, have been late to looking at lines, so don't have a real strong take anywhere uh, other than staying away from anything having to do with the Jets and Bills game. <laughs> that is my number one key to enjoying this weekend uh, is not placing any money down uh, on that contest just because it's it's uh, going to be terrible. Uh, let's talk some DFS. Uh, we've touched on a lot of it as we've walked through the show. I do think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be one of my top-owned quarterbacks on the week. I see the the way through to have Lamar Jackson in your plans. I get it. I get Josh Allen. I get uh, Cam Newton. I probably won't have much of either of them. And then you talk about Jameis Winston, I think, uh, will be pretty popular at 6,200. What do you got, George? Who are the names that uh, you find most intriguing here at quarterback? You know, when it comes to quarterback, uh, we said it earlier, the buys are over now. So there's plenty to choose from out, out there. Uh, this will be the one week I'm probably not going automatically at Mahomes. 
because of yeah, it's cold in KC. Plus, it's uh, his best. I guess his worst defense. I don't know. However you want to say it. Uh, the hardest defense he's gone uh, up against all season, although Denver played pretty well against him here. They're like, I think Aaron Rodgers, I just wonder if he has to have a big game here sort of to prove it to everybody else. See? It was McCarthy's fault, not mine. You know, I wonder if yep. that's coming tomorrow. You know, where he's now he's going to be able to call the plays that he wants to call here. So I'm going to have Rodgers in some uh, leagues here. Absolutely. Andrew Luck will be in some at 5,900. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, being some not going any really any lower than that. I don't like any of these other low owned quarterbacks. Although once again, Eli Manning, fifty one hundred. You know, I know it's not the Washington defense that's banged up, but I just think the uh, Giants going to have the ball on offense an awful lot tomorrow. All right. I think uh, running back is deep, right? I think running back, you have a lot of options. 13 games, obviously, will make that happen. But you have McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, and Kamara at the top. Uh, I love Aaron Jones this week. You mentioned Joe Mixon before. Philip Lindsay is here at 6,300. Then you have Ingram and Sonny Michelle has upside. Josh Adams against Dallas could be intriguing. You mentioned Chris Thompson. Like There are lots of ways to go. Uh, I would say value-wise, you mentioned him earlier. LaShawn McCoy uh, is on my radar. Beyond that, I don't know I'm going too much cheaper. You made a case a bit uh, for Tevin Coleman earlier, and I guess you can make a case for uh, Jalen Richard from Oakland if they're in fact trailing Pittsburgh big, the whole uh, being more of the pass catching back. He had four targets uh, last week. I know I rattled off a lot of the names. Who are some of your favorites uh, to target this week in uh, week 14 DFS? Yeah, like I said, I'm going to be targeting the players who I think are on teams that are going to run the ball a lot. Philip Lindsay on Denver. Yeah, 6,300, he's had a great season anyway. And I don't think San Fran, I think even if San Fran knows what the game plan is for uh, Denver, I don't think they could stop it. So Lindsey's going to be somebody I'm on because, once again, no Sanders, no Thomas, Huberman's out. I just don't know what the passing game is going to be like. Lindsey's going to get plenty of shots here. Uh, I think the same with the Chargers, but I just don't know what the breakdown is going to be between Eakler and Justin Jackson, so I'm not going to go there. I'd like to, but I'm not going to. I'm not on Josh Adams. That Dallas defense is good. And I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball uh, with any kind of success. So I'm going to stay away from Adams. And plus, Phil Dovey is pissing me off because they keep going with the committee, even though they say they're not. Clement's getting a run here. Now Darren Sproles is getting run. It's frustrating, to say the least, what's going on here. Jeff Wilson, I mean, everyone in their mother has been talking about him. He's not certainly not going to be a sneaky play, but he's someone who's going to be in my lineups. I may have mentioned Tevin Coleman. That was really for redraft leagues. Doubt I'm taking too many shots on him in DFS. Unless, once again, I need to save. I just need to save here. And then I might even go lower uh, and go maybe Garrett Blunt. But Jeff Wilson is the one guy who I think is almost a must at 3,800. All right, wide receivers, and then we'll uh, throw some tight ends in, and we'll close it out because we are nearing the top of the hour again. College football today coming up at 10 a.m. Wide receivers, have to love Odell, um, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, all cash game viable here at the top end. Uh, Lots of values here, though. So I think the mid-tier is going to be where you maybe uh, make some big plays. So you're going to see a lot of stars and scrubs, being you do have uh, cheaper options, uh, like the Cortland Suttons and and Godwins and Goodwins and and the like down cheaper. Uh, So I do think... I think uh, the likes of a DJ Moore, Jarvis Landry, um, Humphreys, and, and Godwin at 4,900 maybe sneak in here. Uh, but those are the intriguing ones. Josh Gordon, you pointed out before, is at 6K. I think that might be where we differentiate a little bit. Who are some of your fa- favorite plays here at Whiteout? Actually, I like all the guys you just named. I think they're all off uh, plays here. Uh, if you go in more higher end, I'm going to have to have one of the Steeler guys in there, Brown or Smith-Schuster, uh, depends on how much money I need to save here. Uh, Devontae Adams, I have a stack with uh, Aaron Rodgers. 
I mean, Rodgers seems to only have eyes for him, so that's going to be something I'm going to like there uh, as far as uh, high-end guys. You're going a little more lower-end. I like all the guys you named. I like Amari Cooper as well in this Dallas game. I think he gets into the end zone uh, tomorrow. You already mentioned Josh Gordon, who I like because Xavier Howard is out. Uh, Love DJ Moore. Big DJ Moore fan here. I think he's going to uh, come on more and more. Godwin Humphreys wouldn't go both, but certainly would have one here. uh, What's his name? Deshaun Jackson is also out. Uh, What's his name? I like that. Uh, Cortland Sutton at 4,500. Probably going to have to go with him. He's the number one there. I don't love it. Certainly don't like a redraft in DFS. I'll probably roll with dice here, see if it can happen. Pettis against Denver, 4,400. He's had a couple of big games. Just keep in mind that was when Goodwin was out. Goodwin has returned to the team. He's going to play tomorrow. So that could be an issue there. And as I said earlier, if, if by any chance... We find out that Flacco's going to start this game. I don't think he is. Be, su- be surprised, but I think he could come in during the game, but I'm not going to chance that in DFS. But if he's going to start the game, then I think, once again, John Brown would come into a uh, picture here because Flacco was hitting Brown on deep passes earlier in the season, and they're going to have to put the ball into the secondary to win this game. All right, what about any tight ends or defenses you want to throw out there before we close out the show? Tight end, the vast wasteland, a position all season long with everybody being hurt. Listen, our John's going to pay for it. I'm not going to take a chance. I'm either going to start Kelsey, Ertz, Ebron. You mentioned Kittle, like him as well. If I wanted to go cheaper, Jordan Reed, 4,600. But I just don't know what Sanchez is going to do. You just don't know uh, because he's been out. Uh, Sanchez hasn't played. Uh, Reed was doing well with Colt McCoy. I would have liked him a lot here. And as Kenny mentioned, Herndon, Jets, 3,000. Hard to beat him. Yeah, and uh, Evan Ingram's uh, healthy, or at least playing. And I know Washington's been pretty good <laughs> against tight ends, but uh, I think that is worthwhile to keep an eye on as somebody maybe goes under on 3,700. Cameron Brait is at 3,500. But Herndon and uh, Ben Watson are, I think, the two sort of cheap, cheap options here at 3K and 2,900. Uh, Watson hasn't been overly involved, but does have uh, touchdown upside if he can just uh, catch one near the end zone. Um if he gets targets, obviously. Uh, let's uh, close it out. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, a great show, as always, from George. Thanks so much to everyone who called in. Appreciate everyone who listens. As always, you can find George on Twitter, at George Kurtz. You can find me, at Dan Strafford. And, of course, Fantasy Sports Radio is at Fantasy Radio, FNTSY Radio over there on Twitter. Coming up next, it's college football today. You'll want to stay tuned. I already made mention a great day for Army-Navy football. Uh, Should be a great one, uh, as always, between those two squads and think that uh, it'll be a good breakdown heading in. Uh, Start talking about the the bowl series, all the different bowl games, starting to get uh, working, get the matchups out, and all the college football playoff stuff. So stay tuned for that. Appreciate each and every one of you for listening. We'll be back next week for week 15, as I'm sure each and every one of you will be turning on in the fantasy playoffs and continuing to win money in DFS. Appreciate Sean Angle behind the glass. And as always, for George Kurtz, this is Dan Trafford saying thank you so long. We'll see you next week right here on Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, FNDSY.